This is Hacking the Afterlife podcast with Jennifer Schaefer. Oh my gosh. Hello, Jennifer. Hello, Richard. How are you? I am fabulous. And what a treat. I was listening to us in the car the other day, trying not to run off the road. Uh, (laughs) But, you know, I just think it's hilarious. I can talk to my car and I could say, hey, turn on that podcast, Hacking the Afterlife. And then suddenly this voice is like introducing us. And then, you know, that is so funny. And I swear, I swear to God, I really uh, have to listen to it two or three times to pick up everything that was said because, you know, it goes in one ear and out the other. And for me, I, it comes through and then yeah. it's bye. There it was. I always listen to it like it's the first time. It's so, it's mind bending. Well, anyway, welcome to our podcast where Jennifer Schaefer, uh, the renowned medium, and I, Rich Martini, the goofy guy who writes books about the flip side, talk to people no longer on the planet. The other day, I got an email from a publicist saying, I really want to have my client come on your podcast. And I had to say, I'm sorry. <laughs> the only way to get onto our podcast I is if, yeah, no, I'm on the flip side. Well, not always. We did have Robert Thurman on. That was kind of sweet and fun. We did. We yeah. did. And we also had, no, we didn't have Robert. That was different. Well, that's right. We didn't have on the podcast, but we did a three-way three three way conversation via like Zoom on a, well, it was Skype. Anyway, back in the good old days. And a lot of things have happened this week. My daughter's home for a week. Wow, great. How is she like at school? I cried when I picked her up because she was teaching English in Italy and Austria. I'm so proud of her. She volunteered to do that, and they pay for all the expenses. What? And she got to have such an amazing time. But can you imagine just going over there not knowing anyone? Well, you probably have. Well, but I mean, teaching English like, in Italy, how do you get yeah. that gig? I want I that job. You apply for it. And I actually had, you know, I had my friends at the FBI. I'm like, you guys have to check this out because it could be a trafficking ring. Like, I don't know. They're like right. wanting her, you know, everything yeah. but her DNA, you know, but it was a great, it's a great program. She had a great time. But I, when I picked her up, I started crying and I haven't done that in a while. I'm like, oh. and I think it's because. When she's closer, I feel like I have some control, which is so false. I have more control than anything. And when we had that, when we had the, you know, uh, the hurricane really happened, right. rain, that scared, like having her halfway across the world kind of worried me a little bit. Like, what if, you know? I'm like, yeah, you know, it's uh, it's really disconcerting. But right. what, a, what a cool thing for her to be teaching a talent, English in Italy. I mean, how cool is that? Does she speak Italian? Mike, she probably does not. They didn't want her to speak any. Well, she has, she's learning it, but they, they like the camps were designed to only speak English and to throw them into situations like, let's go to the park, like stuff like that. It depends because she had different age age, age ranges. So they had talent shows. They had this. They had, oh, that's fabulous. That's so cool. I got, um, well, I got to tell you, when I went to school in Rome back when I was her age, let's say somewhere around there, one of my English teachers pulled me aside. One of my Italian teachers pulled me aside and asked me if I would do that. Teach Italian to this family. I teach English to this family and I didn't speak Italian. So I thought that was hysterical. And I would go there, you know, and and I just remember the kids going, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, right? You know, they, they never learned anything. I, I was the babysitter. 
One, oh. two, three, four. That is funny. You know, it's uh, something just that was brought up. Like, so I had this fear that something was also going to happen to Blake and I had a dream about it. And something happened the next morning that made me even more paralyzed. And I went and saw my buddy, Jess, and she's like, well, you're the one that told me that it's our subconscious and that we put faces on our biggest fears. And I'm like, oh, you're right. <laughs> Probably my worst nightmare. And that's exactly what well, kind that's of- That's interesting. That's a very yeah. interesting yeah, idea. Right. She told me that you're the one that said that. I'm the one that told Jess, but it was just interesting that she's like, I believe somebody told me. <laughs> Which was you. Which well, you speaking told. of our friend Luana, Luana Andrews, who passed away in 1996, who uh, moderates our podcast from the flip side, and she's in charge of the guest list. And so without further ado, why don't we invite Lou to come forward and see who she wants us to talk to today or what she wants to talk about. I think it's my buddy who passed away. Hold on. And if anybody... Has me. I'm looking down. It's Luana. <laughs> As opposed to scanning no. the internet. Yeah, there's none. There's none of that. Um. Okay. Hold on. That's why we were talking about him, of course. Yeah. Very okay. Very good. Um. I don't. Uh, even, I can't even remember his first name. All I know is Dreamweaver. That's it. Very good. The the guy who was famous for uh, writing the song Dreamweaver and performing it. Gary Wright. Gary Wright. Gary That's Wright. Right. And Gary passed away uh, just recently, a couple of days ago. And for and for the audience, you have to know that I did read him a few years back. I was so lucky enough to go to his to go and be in his home and read and read him for probably three hours. This was before COVID. And he was so loving and so kind. And so many people dropped by Yogananda. Yogananda, okay. Also, George, who was the Harrisons that, that George Harrison? Very good. Okay, very good. I got that. Oh, I remember you mentioned that to me. You right. were asking me about that, and I I was trying to put those two together. Well, let's ask Gary. Does he want to come forward and chat with us? He's like, well, of course. It's so weird because I bred him. He's <laughs> <laughs> now over there. Well, it's so let's there. let's ask him some questions about his experience. What was it like for you crossing over? It was something out of a movie. He's <laughs> funny. He said, I was entering in a different dimension than what I was used to. No. I said, because of your Alzheimer's or dimension. He said, no. So let me find out what that means. He says, that's actually the same dimension that I'm talking about. I was able to play in for a while and see all my friends. So who greeted you when you crossed over, Gary? Yeah, hold on one second. This is what he's trying to tell me. I see. You mean when he, I don't understand, when he was alive, he was able to play in that realm? Yeah, dementia, sweetie. So he was- Oh, I see. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Okay. So, so in other words, that allowed the filters to be down so that he could be- I just, I'm fascinated with it because we actually are talking to somebody that had Alzheimer's. And so he's telling me, it's the same dimension as if you've already crossed over, but he was trying to tell me, I just, just give me a second. Cause now I'm sorry. Yes, please, please. The, the difference. Um, I got snapped from being tethered from, from my body. 
I was barely in there for a few weeks or months. It's like, I'm not quite sure. What percentage, if I can ask you that? Three to 5%. Three to 5%. Uh, and and just obviously... Fast enough to keep his heart going. Very good. We've heard this. We heard this from my friend Jack Trace. You said it was like having a leg in the pool and the rest of him was already out. He was in hospice it was care. Like a splash. It wasn't even a leg in the pool. Not even a leg, like a toe, like a splash. And... And so then, so for how long have you been able to bypass the filters, let's say, and play around in the afterlife before you left the planet? For a long time or a short amount of time? or Right before he met me, he said. Okay. And so that became a part of your journey. Yeah. So it was really easy. He's showing me at his house when I came there to have all my filters down. I see. and to be so open that's why we talked for so many hours and and of course you we mentioned george harrison and i know that you played with him and uh all things must pass and some other stuff so what was that like being over with him well, i couldn't find him for a while interesting hold on he's laughing why he wanted me to talk to everyone else that he hadn't talked to, but I haven't talked to in a while. Okay. For like, for, for example, I know you were a, f- a friend or a follower, friend, a follower of Yogananda. You actually said that uh, that great Indian sage had inspired Dreamweaver and his autobiography of a yogi. And we've chatted with him before. Would he like to come forward and talk to us as well? Or would you like to introduce okay. us? Hold on. He just grabbed my hand. That's interesting. It's so fascinating for the audience, just so you know, they show me myself in my mind's eye, what I'm wearing right now. And like, and they show it to me just like how they show me pictures or they show me other things like in the afterlife Um, or right here. It was just my heart rate start, like stopped for a second. Hold on. And Yogananda has told me, he just, showed me reference several clients of mine that he is also in, con- in connection with that he comes through for yogananda and, showed you that or yogananda, no yogananda did so he showed me clients that i brought him through that were also that also had him as his as the mentor and the teacher very interesting and look, they're, so, not people, they're not people i'm thinking of you know, I understand. I understand. And I've, I've had people from India reach out to me and say, how could that possibly be that you could speak to Yogananda? So Yogananda, do you want to say anything uh, to those people who doubt that you exist? Oh, I don't know any better. That's probably why. But he said those people put him up on a pedestal, right? And he says that the people that put him in here, in your heart, and not out there. That's the difference. It's pretty beautiful. Thank you. So that's why I said I'm like I just don't know any better. Like he grabbed my hand and I felt him in my like my heart. I said that right before, and he said, obviously he knew for you to ask, or he put that question in your head. Um, I mean, I feel this incredible sense of peace, and he's showing me because I have Mother Mary here, mm-hmm. which I love. And I was holding on to it and he's like, it's the same energy. You know, beautifully said close to you. We're not outside of you. We're in here. Right. Yeah. That's really profound. Um, And so how, how do you, well, let me ask you Gary, because I'm sorry. 
He said Gary knew that. So, uh, Yogananda, please I uh, forgive me because uh, there's no hierarchy here, but we did start talking to Gary at first. So, Gary, please, if you could tell us, so who greeted you when you tethered, snapped the tethered connection between you and your body? Was there, was it just the same? Your mother, okay. Was that a happy reunion? It was. I dearly wished I had more time with her on earth. She just, I'm like, did she have dementia? And he said, no, she, she might have, but she just exited the stage too too early and you, so uh, uh, people oh you want to talk about other people that came forward so let let's talk about that who else have, were you surprised to see when you went to the flip side why do we get this all the time i was not surprised to see elvis <laughs> no no i still have a hard time believing this <laughs> well, go ahead. Surprised to see Jimi Hendrix interviewing somebody else. Okay, so what was? So let's just talk about that for a second. So now, describe what you're seeing when you, Gary, when you go to the flip side and you see Jimi Hendrix. Where is he? Is he in a? a... I'm first asking him how different is it from the dimension he was in. So give me a second. Sure, please. The difference was him being like the snap, like him being able to go further in the ethers, not just from what he had in his brain of memories and what he was reliving and what he was going into. So, that's yeah, an, that's interesting. Time. It's like new information. Yeah. So, you know, it's yeah. not part of cryptomnesia or something you saw or read or did. So that's why I'm asking about Jimmy. That must have been an unusual new piece of information to see Jimi Hendrix interviewing people it was it like a talk show or was it a, what was it well is just laughing come on you guys hold on <laughs> it was being able to see jimmy in a different way than normal I, it's funny because i'm like is he like the keeper of the akashic records is he really god like this is where i'm going he's like no <laughs> but his personality and all the dimensions creates this persona who who is someone who knows everything about everyone wow that's fascinating and and just for the audience tuning in what are we talking about it's that more than one person has has mentioned that when they crossed over they saw Jimi hendrix some people saw him on stage talked oh, about that yeah. playing and playing uh blue suede shoes a couple of people described mm -hmm. that the same song mm -hmm. but in this case people are describing him on a, like almost like a talk show host i mean no, like that you're just showing me that the is it like the life review like this is your life so that's kind of like kind of what he's showing like the movie where the beatles had like their last like they made this movie like a year ago or two that oh was, you get back yeah get back. and then the they were in the movie theater do you remember Not okay and they were watching something else and and yeah. Oh, yeah. and talking about it well right. listen i i so this is why i want to clarify because i have seen this before or heard it before where people are sort of in an auditorium and they're watching people being someone being interviewed on stage let's say you know you're at the hollywood bowl and they're up at the front and that interviewer is Jimi hendrix i've heard that more than once right. and that so it's almost like and he knows so much about people and it and we've asked him like why are you doing this and he's like because it's fun they all recognize me 
And then they're sort of puts them at ease because they know who he is. And then right. he starts to ask them, you know, like, what was this thing that happened? So what was your life review like, Gary? Was it fun? Was it entertaining? Was it frightening? What was it like? He said it was precious. Life is so precious. I took some of it for granted early on because of the death that they showed me John Lennon, like the death that surrounded me at times. So mom and John Lennon and he said there was almost feel like there's an unborn baby too. Um, you guys have no idea how precious it is to truly live your Dharma. And he said, I was fortunate and grateful and lucky and that I've had Yogananda to follow because by releasing all the things that you're supposed to be attached to, think about it. It lets the universe work even harder for you to bring you everything else you're releasing everything I and mean, we think about I and mean, we really, really think about that for a second whatever we want we have to give away right so if you're detached from everything look at everything that can come to you <laughs> right? yes i understand very hard for people to conceptualize because we spend so much time acquiring things right but it was just so i mean he just showed me that and he, but the, it's not because that's not the reason for doing it right which, right. You're not giving away things so you can get more things. But the idea of and Yogananda, if people get a chance to read the autobiography of a yogi, it's, it's a fascinating story about somebody who learns that in a very profound way of giving themselves away and, and just allowing for something to come forward. Hold on. Where's the to just took my hand? Give me a second. That was me. It's an etchy sketch for those people old enough to know when I shake my head, what an etchy sketch is. Okay. She's taking me to a concert. Lovely. I know what she's doing. This is great. Lou, so who else okay. would we want to see? It's something that you had a couple of nights ago or something. There was something yeah. at the concert. Or the, well, it's something It's something about, and we've had, I've had people reach out to me and say, hey, you know, we need you guys to talk to these people. And today I thought, well, if Lou wants us to talk to some people, maybe she'll find a way to do that. Taking us to a concert is a way to do that. All right, so I'm going to, Luana, do you want me to do what I'm about to do, which is ask you specific questions and just go shotgun? Yes. Round Robin? My, okay, let's talk like about some musicians that crossed over. Tony Bennett. Can Tony come forward? He's busy, but he he's here. He's busy, but he's here. Tony, what was it like for you crossing over? Please, if you don't mind. We're big fans. I met you once. Maybe you remember that. I don't know. Or was it back behind stage? Like back? Like was there a stage? Do you know that? Did Jennifer, are you aware of that? No, he's correct. It was backstage at the Tonight Show. And we shook hands. And I remember thinking to myself, what a handsome guy. Super nice, super friendly. He loved how much hair you had, too. Right. Now, that's funny for him to say, because that's what's in my head. I was thinking about saying it because he was wearing a wig, you know, a black colored wig. And I remember thinking to myself, because that's what I'm looking at. And I'm thinking, people don't realize he's got a full wig on and it was black and it didn't match. You know. uh, yeah, you would know that. But then his son gave got him a wig that was grayer and so it like his wigs got older and it was a brilliant move i mean because you know people who have lost their hair they but they were so they look at people's hair and he said he, he appreciates so 
That's, I had no idea that he had a wig. You know that's that, That's right? mind-bending. Nobody knows that. I mean, it's just not public knowledge. But I happened to meet him backstage at Tonight Show, and Charles Grodin was on with Johnny Carson, shook his hand, looked him right in the eye, and looked right at the wig, and went, oh, that's interesting, you know. And he's it's a different color. Right and thank you for saying that, because you you took it away from me saying it. But but so what was it like? Who, who greeted you on the flip side, Tony? Oh, the whole Brat Pack. He showed me the guy that passed away um, that had AIDS, Rock Hudson. Is that him? Oh, great. Okay, sure. Rock Hudson. And then he showed me, oh, oh, oh. Um, mm, how do I, I just am drawing a blank? And he's so beautiful. He's He died on his motorcycle. You know who he is. Uh, um, James Dean. James, James Dean. James Dean. And a Porsche. Or I didn't know how. I yeah, that's right. That's right. And we've talked and to him. Yeah, and then he showed me somebody that he is, who we've also talked to. Who we've also talked to because James is already Here. back. That's, that's beautiful. That's beautiful to say. Um, who are you surprised to see, Tony, if anybody? All my animals. Oh, beautiful. All my animals. It's um, often reported, uh, but thank you for sharing that. That's really cool. Okay. What do you want to say to people? What was the guy from Felix and Oscar? It was Felix. Oh, uh, Walter Matthau or Jack Lemmon? That was the original, Oscar and Felix. Well, the, I didn't know the original, so he showed me Walter Matthau. So, but Walter Matthau. So, can Walter come forward a little bit? Let's just ask Walter to come forward, please. We haven't talked to him before. And we're, we're talking to Walter Matthau through Tony Bennett. Walter? Yeah. Walter. Do you want, all right, can I ask you a question, sir? Nixon what he looks a little bit like Nixon yeah he's tall big nose okay. what what do you remember me sir I saw Chuck Grodin so oh I you saw, saw Charles Grodin okay that's as much as you need to say Charles Grodin wrote a movie called uh I forget the name of it and I worked on it as the dialogue coach and so oh. I spent months with Walter Matthau Wonderful. You know, hearing his stories about gambling. I mean, he's so Walter. Who greeted you? That was you one on the... funny thing that Tony Bennett was trying to show me of all the people that were dead in Vegas, like out in the fields, like <laughs> like. So, Walter, I'm sorry to go round robin with you, but anything you want to say to your fans or friends, or what's it like for you on the flip side? Smoking a cigar, I'm like, oh, and I cool. love cigars, but it's just different in the ethers. Hold on. He's like, why is it different? I don't know. Hold on. He said we had wonderful chats and he learned a lot from you on I know that you said that you were telling him dialogue, but he said No, we had wonderful chats. That's right. How to pronounce things correctly. We had we talked about his life. It was you know crazy. I'm trapped in a trailer with Walter Matthau. You do know everything about everyone and everything. He's like, you are perfect for this. He goes, Jimmy Hendrix won't have a job when you get up there. Oh, very good, Walter. Very cute. I know your son. I haven't seen him in a long time. Uh, he's also a, a film director, uh, Charlie. He said he's really busy. Is there anything with the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? I don't know. I don't know. But thank you. What? Gene Wilder? That's our Charlie and the Chocolate Factory reference. But Luana, I'm not going to I'm not going to let Walter steal the show from you. Because... I know. But Gene Wilder, he's telling me that he met you once before. Who, Gene or Walter? Gene. Gene, yeah. Yeah, we had dinner together. I didn't know that. Okay, I You forgot. did not know that because I have not told you. 
I you know, I mean, I, 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 it, now that you said it, hold on, now that you said it a long time ago, I'm like, Gina, I'm a you, name dropper. It's Sam giving me a, no, I had, I, I've met him before. Okay. Let me just talk to Gene real fast. Cause please. Okay. Go ahead. No, no, Gene, if you, oh, the floor is yours. Bad. Luana knew him. Luana was friends bad. with him. Yeah. Hold on. Movers and shakers. And he was in that. And Luana and I both were there on the set. He's laughing about the new Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. That's mm. what it is. Oh, yeah. Tim Timothy Chalamet. He just says his, his is still the best by far. Of course. Everybody knows that. Everybody knows that. It's a prequel. So. Right. Okay. Hold on. He says it's really good. He really likes it. And he oh. says even the prequel before that. If you keep it going, like, and then he showed me, he showed me, what is the show with, that went on forever, the best show on HBO that dealt with the dragons, sorry. Uh, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones, like the prequels of that. Prequel like, to that, and the prequel to that. That's very good. Yeah, that's interesting. He's just saying hi. Hi, okay. Jane, we love you. Yes, you Chuck Roden introduced us, so whatever. Um, and I did get a chance to meet you uh, because Gilda was also on Movers and Shakers. Uh, Luana, am I, should I continue on with our tour of people who've recently passed? I think because she's telling me that she gives, like, I'm like, how do you know, how do you get these people out there? And I'm like, we have the list of people that are coming in. We just don't know it yet. I don't know. We just don't know it. Okay, so Luana, who else is on the list or do you want me to suggest somebody? You. You. So I heard his voice. I met him once, uh, and he was famous for uh, wearing flip-flops and living in Key West and singing songs about Margaritaville. Oh, you're talking about, oh, the, okay. Jimmy Buffett. Right, because he just showed me Maui. Um, the, you know, what happened in Maui, and they had the, I think his, the, the restaurant bar was taken out. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know that. Um, but Luana, does he want to come forward and talk to us? Because he popped up in my radar. Is he? Do they have ice cream? <laughs> On the flip side? What do you mean? No, isn't Jen? I'm sorry. Something varies. Jim, what is it called? Uh, is it Jimmy Buffett's ice cream? Oh, he's got everything. He's got tequila. He's got uh, marijuana. He's got Jimmy Buffett this and that Margaritaville stuff. Well, Jimmy, what's what was it like for you crossing over? If you don't mind telling us, I know you were surrounded by family and friends. And he went straight into a concert. It's like he was in a concert here, and he went straight into a concert there. Tell us what that was like. What did you see? How many people on stage? Everyone. He just showed me like Band Aid. Like, so all the artists that have ever, that he's ever known that are up there that has passed, you know, that passed away before him. And he said that we just jammed, had like a 12 hour jamming session. And I wasn't, wow. I wasn't tired. Were you surprised to see anybody on stage? <laughs> he's making fun of Chuck. Chuck, yes, he was surprised to see Chuck on stage, but not really. Like he was, but he wasn't. Um, Chuck was organizing everything, and he was also singing in the background, I guess. She's referring to Charles Grodin, our uh, Luana, my friend, dearest friend. Um, I saw, I just was doing a because you popped up into my mind, I thought I'd You're do not, a look. So it was him, but who's the other guy that passed away that we talked to who was angry a lot of people? Frank Sinatra? 
No, no. That's what I was going to mention. They did a movie on him. So, so a, a musician that somebody made a movie about? A musician who they made a movie about. He was an alcohol, like a severe alcoholic and drug user. Like they, he got out of so many different things. Like he went to jail even for it. But the was, person you're talking about in the movie. Famous musician. He had big hair, long hair, big hair. He had like a bald spot right here and then had curly like white hair. And they made a movie about him. They made a documentary about him. He had a bald spot. A bald spot. Oh my gosh, everybody's freaking out right now. I have it <laughs> in my effing head. Gotta put that aside or else we're both gonna go crazy. Yeah, we'll have to set that aside. All right, so Jimmy, back to you. I'm sorry. Do you remember meeting me, Jimmy Buffett? Let's see if he does. He shouldn't, but. Well, were you in the audience? No, it was in New Orleans, a town that he was a pretty famous for starting off his career in New Orleans. Okay. And it was at the jazz festival. And I just happened well, to. As I'm seeing that like a festival, but okay. I didn't know. So well, I felt that's like... right. That's right. I did this thing of I was trying to find the press pass because I was writing for Variety and I okay, went up. That's what I, you didn't have the press pass, right? Because he showed me you being in the audience and not being able to come back. Okay. That's right. I couldn't go back to the VIP lounge. And so I, I went up to him. I thought he was just a workman because he was there with a baseball cap and a Hawaiian shirt. And I said, hey, where do you get that pass? And he looked at me and said, I don't know. Somebody gave it to me. And I went, hey, you don't have to have attitude about it. I'm just asking where you got the pass. And then I turned to my friend Bruce Herring and he goes, what were you talking to Jimmy Buffett about? <laughs> I had no idea. Oh, that was him. So that's God. why I say it's. Well, he like, showed me that, that you couldn't get back. That's why it wasn't. That's yeah, there you go. It's funny. All right. We can't think of who it is that that's here that he was surprised to see. Um. So Luana, back to you. I don't want to let us meander here. Who do you want us to talk to or about? They were, literally showed me a fish floundering because of what we were just going through. <laughs> okay, hold on. I, I don't know why Pete Townsend keeps coming up. He's still alive, correct? Pete Townsend keeps coming up, but Luana... Uh, when we asked her who greeted her on the other side, she mentioned him, but she was talking about another Pete Townsend. Another Pete. Is that who she wants to talk about? Or it might be, it's connected to the guy that we can't think of. You would know him the second you saw it. He looks like Jimmy Buffett, in my opinion, would look like. Oh, I know who you're talking about. It's funny. You were surprised to see David Crosby. Yes. And we have interviewed David. A number of times. Why did you know that? Because he, they had that weird mullet at some point. And Luana was friends with David. So we were not surprised to see him. And he was very funny and very uh -huh. witty and, very and, witty. and a bit of a curmudgeon. Very good. So, Jimmy, you were surprised to see David Crosby. And what was that like when you talked to him? Did you, do you are you performing at all? Is anybody That's singing? It. They just could not stop laughing. The laughter over there is just infectious. And we don't have to say anything. You just project thoughts. Could you imagine, like, projecting thoughts? Right, um, without having to think of a punchline. Hold on. Jimmy loves, 
he knew people loved his music, but he hears it like a hundred thousand times, trillion times. He says that words can't describe it about how much he knows he's loved from people all over the world, the universe that don't even know him personally. And he's like, what a facade. <laughs> I was like joking around like, you know. Because um, he wasn't really connected to it. Is that what he's saying? Right. He knew he created great, he knew that he wanted to do more than music and that's why he did all these other things. But of course, music was what gave him everything. Anything you want to say to your sisters, I think, are still on the planet and... Um, spend it all. Yeah, you do fast. have children, three kids. But don't spend it all too fast. Don't, no. Do spend it all too fast or don't spend it all? Don't spend it all in one sitting. <laughs> um, no, they could do it. doesn't mean anything. We could do whatever they want as long as it doesn't hurt them. Hold on. He said he was grateful. He had the chance to say, that's interesting that he had the chance to say goodbye to them, not the other way around. You know, we always hear about how we are the ones that want to say goodbye, right? And he says, no, I was able to say goodbye. There's nobody that he felt he really needed to see or to um, make amends. Like he had, he said that was those are people on the other side that I had to do that with, but not anybody over here. But not over here. And so when you got back home, and so this really to our group. And to he saying he had a big breakup with one of his agents or something like that. Oh. And his agent passed away, and this is like 1986 or something like that. Oh, and so then he was able to reconcile with him when he saw him on the flip side. That was one of his surprises. Oh, they okay. Knew, they knew why everything happened the way it did. I don't know. And so for our group and Luana, thank you for organizing this concert. Uh, but for Gary Wright and Tony Bennett and Jimmy Buffett, um, is there anything you guys want to tell our audience who are tuning in, uh, trying to figure out their own lives and their own Thanks. journey? Love well. You just said it really loud. Love well. Love well. They said, if you love well, then everything else is icing on the cake. Okay. And that's our icing on the cake. Uh, Luana, did you want to talk to Paul Rubens or should we wait for another week? She just showed me I have to go. Okay. Jennifer has to go. All right. Yeah. Well. Sorry about that. That's all right. Very good. We'll talk to Paul at another time, but we appreciate everybody for stopping by. Gary Wright, thank you for giving us such an eloquent uh, example of your journey. And Jimmy Buffett, it was fun to talk to you. And Tony Bennett, you're, you're the greatest of all time, and we really appreciate being able to chat with you. Thank you. Thank you, Jennifer, for your talents and your gifts, and thank you for sharing them with the planet. Bye. Right, bye. This has been Hacking the Afterlife podcast with Jennifer Schaefer. For more information, jenniferschaefer.com, martinizone.com, or richmartini.com. Hacking the Afterlife documentary is available on Gaia.com via Amazon Prime.